Welcome, everybody, to the Country on Me podcast. I'm your host, Max Sheriff. Today, we have an awesome guest all the way from Green Bay, Wisconsin, Jordan Blanchard. Welcome to the podcast, sir. I'm glad to have you on. How are you doing? Max, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. That's awesome. Um, I'm glad that we uh, that we met kind of on on it, on the Internet and uh, we were able to uh, make this happen. Uh, I haven't had a podcast here in a, a minute, so um, kind of jumping back into it. I got a couple more lined up after this, so um, glad that you are got to be on here. Of course, man. I'm glad to be here. Um, so I guess we'll, you know, kind of start off where you came from and, uh, you know, where you grew up and how you got into music. Sure. Um, I, I sort of grew up in a town called Edgar, Wisconsin. It's in the middle of the state by, uh, Wausau. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then in about eighth grade, we moved up to Coleman, which is kind of by the UP border. Mm -hmm. Um, Privets, Wasaki, that, that kind of area, Marinette-ish. Yep, yep. Um, I graduated high school there. Um, I was playing saxophone from like uh, fifth grade through senior year. I was doing jazz band and all that stuff. I was, I was pretty good at the saxophone. I could read the notes, you know, for that. But as far as like, uh, you know, something that's aligned with what I'm doing now, I didn't really do anything like that until I was 20. Um, I messed around on the keyboard a little bit starting in eighth grade. I had this, uh, this, this old Yamaha, I still have it actually. It was like a hundred dollar keyboard and I was learning off of YouTube, you know, but the notes come down on the screen and then you like try to play them at the same time. It's yeah. like, a, it's like guitar hero. But yeah. on a keyboard. <laughs> um, so I messed around with that and I would, I would dabble in singing, but man, I, I wasn't a singer by any means. Um, and then right before my 19th birthday or no, it would have been right before my 18th uh, my 20th birthday, I got my first guitar for about 150 bucks, drove down to Green Bay. I was living at home at the time, um, in between, uh, years of college and brought home this guitar and man, I pretty much haven't put it down since, um, every day. I, I would say I played it for an average of like two hours every day. And, uh, wow. then eventually I was playing some chords and I was like, well, you know, somebody has got to sing. So I guess, I guess I'll start singing, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, uh, I've, I've gotten a lot better. So I'm still not a great singer. That's not my thing. I've been trained vocally, but you know, I can, I can hit the notes and I can do some cool stuff. But the, the biggest leaps that I made was, uh, when I was living in Eau Claire, that's where I went to college for two years and then went to uh, UW Oshkosh for two years. Okay. Um, I was working construction out there and I was living in this house by myself. So, um, uh, I'd pretty much get up, go to work go work out and then I'd come home and then the entire night I would just like make dinner and play guitar until I went to bed. I mean, that's, that was my life for an entire three months. And that's where I made like my biggest jumps as a singer. Cause I had this house to myself so I could just like scream, you know, and mm -hmm. no one was going to yell at me. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, eventually, man, I'm playing around living rooms and campfires and people are like, man, you gotta, you gotta like play for our events. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that i don't even know how to plug a guitar into anything you know, I, don't, I don't know how that works so yeah, yeah uh slowly but surely i learned and through uh family and family friends uh, i was able to start getting some gigs and then uh i had some people down in green bay and appleton like really 
kind of show me the way. And then I did my own research and see what other musicians were doing. And um, six months after my first show, I was, I was full time. Mm-hmm. And then I did 225 shows in my first year, which mm-hmm. was, which is impressive, but it was too much, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. For it. That's uh that's like four and a half shows per week on average. Yeah. And they're mostly three to four hour shows. I mean, that's just a lot, man. You can't really focus on anything else. Um, so I started writing in October of 21. So that's like eight months into my first year of being full time. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was going to Nashville every month. Still am. Just got back uh, last Thursday. And uh, that's that's when I really started to curve myself as more of an artist than, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan Blanchard, the guy that sings covers, um, which I still do. You know, that's how I make my money. Oh, yeah um yeah we're pushing harder towards the artist thing and uh with this, as soon as i get my cover art back for the single which i i should have known that this was going to take longer you know what i mean I'm, I'm new to the whole process so oh yeah once i get the cover art back i can announce a release date and then i'll be releasing songs every two three months so the the, the train's really going to get rolling with that so nice. uh, yeah that was my journey yeah that's that's awesome um so you kind of so how old are you right now? I just turned 24. Just turned 24. Okay. So you've been doing about four years then from start of picking up a guitar to where you're at today. Yep. I've had a guitar for four years and then okay. been out for probably two. Okay. 250 shows your first year. That's yeah. 225. I mean, it was 225. It was two... Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Um, it was, and that's, I mean, that's that's how you get started though you know what i mean you jump right into it and go full bore and you get to know a lot of people get to you know go do a lot of venues and i'm sure uh you know more than half of them are like hey we'd we'll love to have you back you know what i mean yeah um great way to network and stuff like that and going to nashville um you said about once a month now yeah i usually to? go okay. monday to thursday and then I'll come back and play the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like I did this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, are you are you trying to you like reaching out to the people down there, writing stuff down there, or recording stuff down there, or what you got going on? Um, yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, my my goal when I go down there is to write songs. So um, it started out. I'm I met my producer through the internet, uh, kind of like how we met. You know, just his name popping up i'm like who's this guy we got to check him out so um i gave him a call and he said he'd be interested in working with me and he actually set up my first co-writes ever so i went down there in last october and i think he set up four writing sessions for me and it was all new to me you know i'm i'm a, I'm a lot better writer than uh now than i was you know a year ago because i'd never done it before mm-hmm. i just kind of writing songs for myself they weren't great they weren't very commercial um but yeah so i i made a few good connections through there two of the guys i actually still write with and my the the guys that i had my first co-write ever with are actually writers on the first single that i'm releasing so it's kind of cool to be able to circle back yeah yeah, to, yeah. To, you know it's my first co-writing experience um so yeah and I, i've kind of just networked my way from there and i know some wisconsin people down there and uh people are always saying, Hey, do you know, this guy, he's in Nashville. You should, you should look him up or you should reach out to him. So I'm always following people and sending messages like, Hey, let's uh, get together, you know, and if, yeah. if, uh, if we get along or whatever, let's, let's try to write a song, something like that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, 
I've done a couple of writers rounds as well. Um, at Live Oak, Doghouse. I've been on stage at AJ's. Oh yeah. Uh, but my goal, man, when I go down there, if I can get on a writer's round, that's cool. But my priority is writing songs. I sing enough up here, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. but write, writer's rounds are cool. They're a great way to network. You got to do those. Yeah. 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 Writer's rounds are um, a great way to find new people. And, you know, a lot of those guys are doing the same thing you are and you're yeah. sitting right next to you on a bar stool and they have a lot of great information that you may not have. And then you have a lot of great information that they don't have and try and talk to them about some things and, um, you, you know, pick their brain of this and, you know, pull a little bit from this person, pull a little bit from this person and, and you know, come up with a good ideas, you know, and yeah. that, that's what Nashville, I think, um, it's a great tool for people to use, uh, to go down there and meet the, all these people that have, the ins and outs of the industry. And uh, right. I, that's why I, like I said, like we talked a little bit before I fell in love with that city. Um, just the aspect of, like I said, the hustle and grind and all the above um, that these people are doing behind the scenes of just their voice and playing a guitar at AJ's or um, Tootsie's and every, you know, all these other ones. And, but yet they're, grinding as hard as they can behind the scenes come up with new songs um practicing for this show doing this doing that you know pulling a band together and we're gonna go play these shows and it's just i don't know that's why i um love the city and just a cool place you know yeah it's uh other other writers you can get so much from them um a lot of times we'll uh, get to talking about business like you you're maybe unsure about something that you're doing or uh you know maybe they go about a certain part of their business a little differently than you do. And you ask them about their experiences with it. And you just, it just, you, you help, it helps you to just improve like your entire business and be more well-rounded, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe somebody's like really good at interacting with people or good at interacting with the crowd or good at like uh, organizing a band or good at uh, song selection. You know, it, it could be anything. Man. Mm -hmm. um, and then on top of that, there's the inspiration you can pull from them. I mean, um, my, my favorite place to go in Nashville is called Live Oak. They always have really good writer's rounds. And uh, you just go in there and sit for even just one of the rounds, even just an hour. And even if you are not a songwriter, you're going to leave. You're going to leave that room with a couple of song ideas. You're going to be like, holy crap. You know, it's just yeah. it's just possible. The, the vibes are immaculate there. And uh, again my first single that i'm releasing it's called hangover and i got the idea when i was sitting in live oak you know the next day i went and wrote it with uh, these two guys so i mean there's a lot of inspiration to be found there as well yeah yeah for sure yeah i i have yet to catch um a lot of writers rounds when i've been there um but next time i'm going i'm for sure i may have to check the live oak you said live oak every tuesday and wednesday they have a writer's round for sure and then Whiskey Jam. Have you ever been to Whiskey Jam? Um, I believe I have. It's on Mondays and Thursdays at Winners, and it's it's like a writer's round, but whole band thing. So it's okay. like a kind of like an artist showcase type thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, so I mean, yeah, that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You want to see original music? Those are some of the best things that you can do. The Doghouse has a has a round which is right next to Live Oak. That's, that's over in Midtown. Tin Roof does some stuff as well. I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. Midtown is a great place to be. That's where a lot of the writers hang out. Yeah. 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 I'll definitely next time I'm going back in um, November. So definitely have to check out some of those. And we, uh, we normally kind of go all over, but I want to go check out like the tin roof and um, what is there a couple odds to check out that live Oak. And I want to go to the red door saloon. Yeah. And, red door is cool. Yeah. And couple over there, a couple other ones over by Music Row there. They have a, at Red Door, there's a hole in the floor. Yeah. That you can, like, look through, and there's, like, skeletons, like, underneath the building. Like, they're fake, obviously. But, <laughs> so, the, yeah. the guys the guys that I was there with, um, we were actually hanging out with the guy that plays lead guitar for Zach Brown, the Zach Brown band. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and he's like, hey, you got to come check this out. He's like, put your eye up to that hole on the floor. And I thought he was like trying to pull a prank on me or something. I was like, I'm like, just keep your distance. Right. I'll do it. Just stay over there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like skeletons and shit down there. Funny. <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure there's only like a select few people that knew about it, you know, be yeah. like, Oh, come over here. Check this out. And just prank on everybody there. Yeah. It's uh, neat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have, you kind of have a, a full band put together right now? Yeah, we uh, we've been playing since the end of May was our first show, and uh, we've been playing a ton. Okay. Yeah, every weekend, uh, two, two, three times a week. Oh yeah, yeah. You are um, definitely grinding. I'll tell you that. You're out there uh, playing, man, for sure. I'm doing, the wrong. <laughs> doing all <laughs> I can. Yeah, for sure. Um, then I I missed you at Hodag this year when you guys you played there? there. Yeah, I was there. Oh, and you missed it. I yeah. know. I know. I was so, I was like, um, I forget. Did you guys play Thursday? Does that sound right? No, we were, we were, uh, John party was Thursday night. We were oh, Friday. Yeah. We were Friday at like two 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't know that the battle of the bands were like going on. Cause we were doing stuff at the campsite and whatever else. And you know, a couple of, people that we went with are like they're wearing these jordan blanchard shirts and i go oh i'm like oh where'd you get those and they're like oh they played today and there's a like battle of bands all from the area i was like oh come on i didn't even i didn't even know there was like going on yeah yeah, yeah we, we oh that was a fun set man there was there had to have been four or five hundred people there and nobody was sitting everyone's you know how it's like a t there's there's a middle aisle and then it splits off both ways right in front of the stage yep um, yep that area was full. Like the, the whole thing is insane. Yeah. Um, and we, we did a bunch of fun stuff. We, we uh, threw some t-shirts out. Those are probably the ones you saw. There's some, my mom made some tie dye t-shirts and we, okay. uh, we were launching them out during one of the songs. I don't remember really. Okay. It happened so fast, you know, it, was, it seemed like such a short set. Um, yeah. And uh, we played Chattahoochee and I put this life jacket on and I did a backflip at the end of the song. And then, I was going to change back into my other outfit, but we were having like some microphone issue. Yeah. My, like my wireless just like shut off after the song. Oh. And so I'm looking at the sound guys and we, we had to be off the stage by a certain time. So I'm like, I'm like, what the heck? So I didn't have time to change out of a life jacket. So I ended up wearing it for not just the rest of the show, but the entire night, like until <laughs> I, had that, I had that life jacket. on. 
because every time I'm like, I gotta take this thing off. They're like, no, you can't. No, you can't. You left it on for the whole show. You know, you gotta wear it, it all night. So yep. I did. <laughs> oh crap. That's awesome. Um and I, I like lost my wallet that night or my my ID or something, or I left it in the truck or somewhere. So I'm trying to get into the pavilion later. <laughs> and uh all I have is my uh life jacket i'm wearing my life jacket still and then i got my phone and they're like you need your id man i was like dude i was on the, i was on the main stage right i worked for the whole egg. they got my w9 and i'm showing them the pictures of me doing the backflip and he was like oh you're the life jacket guy he's like get in here <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh yeah. <laughs> uh, crap <laughs> yeah dude i whole is a blast every time absolute blast how many how long you been going there um so this was this was our second time going mm-hmm. um but we're sh- for sure trying to make it like a yearly thing now yeah um definitely just like a cool i don't know did you were you there the whole weekend i no we got up there probably around 11 on friday morning and then after our show we like drank all night and then i was gone by probably nine the next next oh, morning okay. i got gotcha. you um yeah there's definitely some cool um shows john party was obviously awesome yeah um and then my fiance is actually related to uh the lead singer that plays in outlawed and they play every friday night at the um at the pavilion on yeah that's the the band that was playing when i was there yeah Uh, yep i talked to their lead guy mark a little bit yeah and uh their fiddle player, Dalen. I know him too because he okay. plays with Brady Luke. Me and Brady Luke write together a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's from, is he from uh, Wassa? Does that sound right? Yeah, that area. Okay. I don't okay. know exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we we know them uh, really good. So, um, but yeah, uh, Clay Walker was a awesome show. Um, I, I heard know. that. Yeah, dude. It was. <laughs> It was awesome. Him, Tracy Bird were really cool. And Sawyer Brown. Sawyer Brown. Oh, yeah. Jody Messina. I mean, there's some yes, classics. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. It was a it was a really cool weekend. You know, Chris Jansen was on Sunday night, but it was just like lightning and thunder and rain just downpouring. And he's just up there just jamming it out. That's awesome. Yeah, everyone's just in ponchos everywhere, and um, he he killed it. It was it was awesome. I heard he puts on a really good show. I'm sad. I you know I I just play all the time, so it's hard for me to yeah go out concerts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you normally play? Do you normally play in Wisconsin most of the time? All your shows, or is it kind well, of all over? Yeah, but okay. I I. Uh, I mean, I was saying in Utah, Nashville, Ohio, Florida, a couple other places, Michigan. That doesn't really count, though, because it's like the UP. Yeah, I gotcha. So I, I played at Dexter's in Menominee oh, uh, yeah. last year. Okay. We're actually coming up to uh, Powers in, in a couple of weeks. Oh, are we? About a month. Okay. Um, we're going to our place. Have you ever oh. been there? Yes, I've been in our place. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, it's a Saturday night, October 22nd, and uh, I'll have Ron. Ron Johnson will be with me. He'll be playing drums. Okay. You know him? Uh, I don't know if I don't know him, but 
Yeah, that that'd be awesome. But but you've been you've been putting on kind of a summer series all summer long at Anduzi's in Green Bay, right? Yep. Um, you want to yeah. touch on how that kind of started and um, kind of what you do for that? Sure. Um, Anduzi's reached out to me probably about about this time last year, and they said, "Hey, we're looking at having somebody perform every week on our beer garden stage," and I'm like done you know uh that's that's like an, that's an easy one because you, you get to go to the same place it's like it feels like a kind of a normal real job mm-hmm. where you're not just bouncing around all the time so they said yeah we want to have you every tuesday and i'm like all right that's cool um but to be honest i had i had this idea i said it might get a little stale you know people might not come try to come back every week if it's if it's just me playing the same songs you know doing the same stuff mm-hmm. um so i said i'm gonna i'm gonna try something i'm gonna talk to some people and get back to you they're like all right so i said all right i set up this songwriter series and i got like four there's 14 weeks that we did it i said i got 14 different people that i'm gonna bring on the stage i'm gonna pay them out of my own pocket and uh we just i'm gonna host a songwriter series on that tuesday so you can get people to keep coming back you know because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling the stories about my songs and uh you know singing some of the same covers but i can alternate because we got somebody else on stage and then you're getting stories from somebody else and the songs that they've been writing, you know, their, their journey is, you know, just as interesting or more interesting than mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really cool. We saw a lot of people come back like weekly and uh, the response was good. I think Anduzi's enjoyed having it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I got to meet some people. It's uh, it was a great networking tool. I'm happy I did it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, like all the people that, are kind of around the area of green bay in wisconsin they came up and played is that is that kind of right yeah and i actually i had there's one or two nashville guys up there with me um just because they they're from wisconsin or they travel to wisconsin frequently oh yeah yeah. so yeah yeah, i had some different genres too it wasn't even just country had some like more folk oriented people um some some rock i mean a lot, a lot of different stuff it's cool that's, yeah that's cool um change it up a little bit and have people listen to other stuff and that's a that's an awesome series that you put on and um i wish i would have kind of knew about it a little bit more i would have definitely tried to made it down there and checked it out um are you planning on doing that next year you thinking or it's hard to say um because yeah. with everything's kind of in limbo right now because once once my single comes out you know and i'm working with these promotion teams and and developing new marketing strategies and you know campaigns for for my songs i mean it's uh you just never know what's going to happen man i could be i could be pulled out on the road like within days you know of that song being released it's it's just or i or it could never happen you know what mm-hmm. i mean it could anywhere in between as well so mm-hmm. um i would i would like to i'm gonna i'm gonna try to schedule that mm-hmm. and then uh, you know i i think next summer next summer might not be huge i mean th- this summer was was big next summer will be the same and a little bit better but like as far as touring the country and like having a chance to open for people i think that'll probably be summer of 24 okay um so yeah, next year I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it again because it was a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touring around every everywhere you go, and you know Wisconsin and Nashville and Utah and 
what's like one of your like coolest experiences that you've done so far? Um, well, Nashville is cool just because you get to know the ins and outs of the industry and you get to meet so many cool people. Um, Wisconsin, I love Wisconsin because, um, I mean, I live here. My friends are here. My family's here. My band is here. Um, going to going to Utah was really cool. Um, I've never been out west before. The furthest west I've ever been was like uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, and that's like, you know, that's not very far west. So, um, went to Utah in March, and I did uh, I did some like mountain climbing, did some hiking, snowboarding. I uh, went and saw some hot springs. I actually did a writer's night down there it was an open mic down on 25th street in uh, ogden so that was a really cool experience i went down there by myself um and then i played at this bar called saddlebags and it's a really small small bar i mean it's as small as your living room and <laughs> they have a, a little stage set up so i'm sitting there you know and they got me plugged into their board and i'm running through the front of house and everything and i mean the bar there was there was probably 20 to 30 people in there, but it was just so wild because everyone's shoulder to shoulder, you know, mm-hmm. and drinking, having a good time. So, um, that, that one was really cool. Ohio has been cool. I met this guy down in Florida and he pulled me up and he said, Hey, I, I want you to play at some of these bars up here. So he booked me, I think four shows. And I was like, all right, coming. Yeah. Uh, met a lot of cool people over there. I think after that weekend that I was in Ohio, I came back, I was looking at my you know, my insights from Instagram, whatever. I had like a hundred followers. They're all from the Cleveland area. Oh, yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of fun just meet, meeting new people. I don't like the driving to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been worth it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely cool. Like when you go to a, uh, a bar or, you know, go play a venue and then someone comes up and be like, Hey, I got some more for you, you know? Yeah. Um, and it kind of gives you that that reinsurement of yourself too. It's like I can I can do this, you know what I mean? I I just need to keep grinding, keep going, keep doing this, and people are noticing me, and um, kind of gives you that like uh, appreciation for yourself, you know what I mean? For um, sure. Yeah, sometimes you I mean you can play a bunch of dead shows in a row, right? Where uh. There's just other stuff going on, you know what I mean? Like Luke Combs is in town, or there's these county fairs going on. Or mm-hmm. It could be literally anything. People are camping, fishing, doing all that summer stuff that they do. And uh, so when when you do have those shows where everything seems to be working, you know, it's not that you played better necessarily. It's just it's just the, the stars aligned that night for a lot of people to be there. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're playing covers at bars, you know what I mean? You're not on the top of everyone's priority list. But you can, if they're there on accident, you can still impact them and have it like an insane night. You got you got to hold on to that because, like like I said, the next the next three shows can be really slow and you might not be able to do anything. So you got you got to hold on to those. You got to remember that. And uh, when you're playing those dead shows, you got to remember that it's, it's not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the music industry is um, just keep on working at it and never give up, you know, and a lot of guys do give up because they're not getting they're not getting the recognition that they want right away. But sometimes it just takes a couple of years and a lot of people don't uh, don't want to put in that kind of work, 
but obviously I could see with you, I mean, starting off your first year with 225 shows that <laughs> obviously you want to put in the work and try to make a career out of this and try to, you know, do something with it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so important to put in the work, man. Uh, you got to put it in those hours, especially when you don't want to, you know, you still, you still got to make time for yourself and oh, for sure. happy, but yeah, man, just just because you don't want to do a show doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, just because you don't want to write that song doesn't mean you, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't want to learn this new song doesn't mean you shouldn't. You know, you, you got you to gotta do things that you don't want to do to be successful. Yeah, I, agreed. Agreed. Um, kind of like, uh, I don't know, do you follow Hardy at all? I, I talk about yeah. Hardy on just about <laughs> every, every one of my podcasts, but. Dude, he's a, he's a monster. I mean, he. Oh everything he does works it's like yeah yeah and he's like you the the scene that he came into the country music scene that he came into like he was probably not welcome i mean he's like a metalhead you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah yeah. people probably laughed at him saying that he was gonna write this song called rednecker or or, uh country as hell you know like (laughs) yeah he just does it it works like a charm man i mean he's writing songs right number ones dude oh yeah yeah it's crazy and um, he just came out with, um, that new song with Laney Wilson. It was waiting the truck. I don't know if you heard that one. Yep, I did listen it's to like, it. I think that's probably one of his best storytelling songs that he's ever put out, but yeah. that that's my personal opinion, but it is this cool. It kind of like walked you through, like you thought in your head, like, okay, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. And it was a really cool, um, like a songwriter song more or yeah. less yeah I, I agree with that um yeah. i'd have to listen to it a couple more times but my first impression is yeah it's a good storytelling song yeah sure. yeah um but he was just at the acm awards i don't know if you seen that uh his speech out when he accepted that award i did um and that on my story man because that is like that's a grinder right there that's yes, that's like dude. yes that's how you know because i, I would have done that same shit yeah somebody put napkin in my tip jar that says quit yeah. i'm hanging that on the wall you know that's <laughs> yeah. that's, that's cool yeah that is cool use that as fuel man if you believe in that it just goes to show man if you if you believe in what you're doing you can make it happen you know what i'm saying like you need to be nobody's going to be more invested in your cause than you are so you mm-hmm. need to believe in yourself 100 percent. you need to have the vision and you need to you know you need to take the necessary steps to get there and yeah you can't really care about what other people think because Hardy's doing something that's never been done before. Oh, for sure. So like he got he got a ton of backlash when he says, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm a metalhead. I'm gonna break into the country scene." Yeah. People, no, like get out of here. Like that that person that was sitting there that night even could have been somebody like me or you, who likes traditional country, mm-hmm. and he's singing this song called "Rednecker." You know, and you're like, yeah. "What the this? <laughs> like, get this out of here. There's no fiddle in here. This guy sounds like a metalhead, or he's singing." you know, sold, sold out, you know, yeah, right. He's right. In that one. And it, like, yeah, get out of Nashville, dude. Like who, yeah. who would have thought, man, it's just insane. And it's, yeah. it's really, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's easily one of my favorite artists. I, I talk about him <laughs> on every podcast, but he just seems to resonate with me in just the way that he's doing things is just, is, you know, like, like you said, is just totally different than anyone else. Um, yeah. like 
obviously he has like the three, the big three that are out of big and loud records is him, Morgan Wallen and Ernest. And they all have their different style of uh, music kind of. Yeah. But it's cool that they all get along so well. They're like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, man, I, I, like you said, I, I'm a big, um, classic country kind of guy. Um, nineties country, you know, is great. Uh, the Travis Tritt and Joe Diffie. Um, that's probably like one of my favorite is Joe Diffie from back in the day. Just wrote like pickup, man, literally wrote a song about a pickup <laughs> and it was just, just awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's, yeah. Uh, that's a great song. I mean, how, how do you write that song? It's just, yeah. I, I wish yeah. I could write songs the way they were writing them back in the day. You know, like I'm from the country by Tracy bird. It's just, Oh it's yeah. Just like, simple but genius stuff the the stories that are there's hard watermelon crawl dude yep yep i mean redneck girl by the bellamy brothers there's mm-hmm. it, it, it's just absolutely endless two dozen roses by shenandoah yeah like how are we how are they writing those songs like so well you know <laughs> annoying I'm, I'm trying to do it every day and i just can't <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i don't know it's just it was just a different era of music and you know, you had the steel guitars and the fiddles and uh, everything that just came together to make a, just such a cool song. And you just don't, you don't see that as much anymore of people coming out with that kind of music with the big, you know, that loud steel guitar and um, that, you know, the, the old Fender Telecaster and you know it is because you just this it's got that certain twang on it yeah that's right and, and uh I don't know it's just it was an awesome era of music and it uh I think it helps helps every single artist in today's world who grew up on that stuff and you you can learn a lot from that kind of music and turn it into what you know what you're making today you know what I mean yes absolutely I mean there's there's a lot of guys on the radio right now that that really do love classic country, but, and some, some of them more than others have uh, merged towards like a pop sound sound and they're still Mm -hmm. trying to pull those influences. And so as much as I don't, I don't like the pop country either, Mm -hmm. man. um, Everybody's still pulling from the nineties because it, in my opinion, and a lot of people think this is it was like the greatest era of country music. And it always I mean, that just goes to show you these guys that are trying to keep it traditional and the pop guys, everybody's falling from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, we talked a little bit before about Dan Lapine and he is a, um, for say neo-traditionalist and he's trying to, he's trying to stick with that, with that sound too. Um, of, you know, the steel guitars and stuff like that. And, um, I got to know Dan, um pretty well after our um my podcast with him and uh i've actually been doing a little bit of work with him um doing some like video stuff for him cool and um just trying to help him out a little bit here and there and um but yeah he he's trying to stick with that song too from back in the day and um he just came out with his new song called better buzzed Yep, I listened to it actually. It's, oh yeah, and uh, you're spot on, dude. That 
the telly in that one is like yeah. hard. I mean, yes, that, that's a cool song. Yeah, yeah. I was vibing with that. That steel guitar was coming in. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. He uh, his last his last two songs were really really good. Um, he said that they're like probably the best songs that he you know he wrote so far. He thought so. Better Buzz is a good song, and it yeah. it sounds like it came straight out of the nineties. It <laughs> it does it does. Um. And, uh, but if you ever listen to, I told him this, if you ever listen to Daryl Singletary and you listen to Dan Lapine, they sound very much alike, like right. his, his voice. I, and it's just fun. It's, it's kind of funny. It's cool. I can see that, man. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Singletary. Yeah. Yeah. Too much fun. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, uh, he's grinding just like you trying to, you know work as hard as he can and so what are speaking of kind of you know classic country what are so this is kind of what i do is like if you want to pick like a you know a couple like old guys what are who are your favorites from back in the day and maybe like now like today like in today's world who are a couple of your favorite um country artists or artists at all um well i i know a lot of the history of country music um before i get into my artist, I'm going to tell you, you need to watch, if you haven't, the country music documentary by Ken Burns. Have you heard of it? No, I have, it? Not. I have not. Um, Ken Burns is fantastic. I don't know if he's the producer or director or whatever he is, but anything mm-hmm. that says Ken Burns on it is like gold, man. And mm-hmm. I love history. So I'll look up Ken Burns every once in a while and I'll get, I'll get like uh, the, the Civil War documentary or the, you know, I even have this, this, this stupid series about national parks because it was by ken burns and since it was by ken burns it's so good and i know way more about national parks than i need to you know it's just so yeah. It's, yeah it's like country music through the decades or something like that it's by ken burns it mm-hmm. i have a feeling you would give it a 10 out of 10 you gotta watch that yeah I will. so anyways getting back into my artists um i'm gonna go from like the start the start of country music and uh hank williams senior it's got to be one of my favorites mm-hmm that was like the forties, fifties, um, get into the sixties. Um, let's say Merle Haggard mm-hmm. probably into the seventies a little bit. And then Don Williams, mm. um, going a little further, getting into the eighties. I'm going to say Hank jr. Mm-hmm. Um, nineties is like Toby Keith. I would say is like the, the one that has the most that I can pull from, but you know, Tracy bird had like, five songs that were absolutely phenomenal but toby keith had like 30 yeah. like <laughs> yeah so yeah. I, I love a lot of the 90s guys but toby keith would probably be the one yeah um, getting into the 2000s i'm gonna say some of that early eric church all the way up even to his mr misunderstood album which was okay. like 2016 or something somewhere around there maybe yep um, yeah, yeah yep yep and then as far as guys that are on the radio right now um, probably Randy Hauser. Oh, yeah. yeah. Randy Hauser, I think is so underrated. I, I agree. I agree. 100%. He's just got that. He's got that super cool, like gritty voice. And it's, it's so um, full, man. It like, yes, fills yes. Up the entire track. Like it's, it's just full. I mean, it's, it's like yeah. coming from a place deep in his gut, you know, like, man, wish I could, you know, uh, make my sound like that. Yeah. 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 
I forget his newest single that he came out with. Um, uh, Note to self. Yes. Thank you. Um, That he filmed that uh, in Nashville. The, I think the part of the music video in there, he's like, it's like a drone flying in the Tootsies. And it's like him on, I think the first or second, second level or first floor or second floor. Sure. And this drone's like flying in. He's just playing. It's like, note to self. And it was, and then it just like flying through the alley. And then it's like going into the Ryman auditorium. And then he, and he's playing on the Ryman. And it, it was, it was cool. It was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he, I, I agree with you. He's so underrated for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a, that was a cool song. I, I like that one for sure. And he's got, he's got a, great selection of songs dude um, there's a there's there's so many um yeah his his magnolia album was really good um mm-hmm. no no stone unturned it's one of my favorites from there um i mean dude there's just so many i could i could go on for you yeah. know a couple minutes about all these songs there's a he has yeah. one called same old saturday night okay which I don't know anybody is listening to but they should be yeah it's so catchy the hook hits hard. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a great song. I don't know. See, honestly, I don't even know if I've heard that one. I'll have to check yeah, that you out. Yeah, sure. Saturday night. Um, obviously, you know, he's got this couple big ones. Is like how country feels. Yeah. Um. Good night, kiss. Yep. Yep. Running um, run on moonlight. Running on moonlight. Is it uh, whistling Dixie? Note the self is pretty big now. Yeah, and then there's one. There's one about uh, boots. What's what's that called? I think or, it's boots. We on. went. Boots. Okay. So. Okay. Um. Yeah, he's just a awesome artist, and it's great to see. He's still he's still writing a lot of his stuff too. Oh, for sure. I would. Yeah. Which is cool. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to kind of deep dive into some of his stuff too. Yeah, I'm kind of. I jump all over the place on listening to music. Um, like I said, you know, Hardy is like one of my favorites right now. Joe Diffie back in the day, just, just like the country aspect of Joe Diffie was just like one of my favorite, you know, like John Deere green and, um, he had some heavy hitters, man. Yeah. He was like country. Like '90s country, man. He he was yeah, and just the stuff that he wrote about, um, I it was I don't know. It's just kind of it's just kind of cool, and um, obviously he <laughs> passed away, but I was wondering because he he jumped on uh Hicks tape one with when Hardy came out, you know, with that like big group of artists on Hicks tape. I don't know <clears throat> if you know about that. Uh, Hicks tape yep. one and Hicks tape two. Okay. So he, Joe Diffie was actually on redneck tendencies with Hardy and um, who else was there? Tracy, Tracy Lawrence, I think was on there, but I was wondering, you know, obviously he passed away, but I was wondering if he was going to jump back into the scene more, you know, playing with those guys like that. And I thought that, you know, would be cool, but obviously, unfortunately, passed away and but 
his music lives on forever for sure. <laughs> um, Dude, people are uh, Brady Luke sent me a video from the Jorge Pavilion of everybody screaming John Deere Green. I mean, yeah. the place was just erupting. There's a thousand people in there screaming John Deere Green. Yeah, I mean, just electric. That'll live yeah. on forever. Yep. Um. Yeah, man, he just oh, propped me upside the jukebox. John Deere Green, honky tonk attitude. Um, I just, I don't know, one of my favorites from from that era for sure. Better um, than the Beatles, or bigger, <laughs> bigger than the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, bigger than the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, actually, I just got. I'll show you. I'm gonna go grab a record real quick. I'll be right back. Yes. <clears throat> so i uh i just picked this up it is a joe diffie greatest nashville hits and it has john deere green pickup man prop me outside the jukebox third rock from the sun then it has bigger than the beatles uh ships that don't come in hello darling and um I think I'll just stay here and drink. So oh, wow. a couple covers it is a, a limited edition. Oh, dude. Vinyl. It's a, that is, it's a purple. Nashville right there. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. That's what I would do to have an album cover like that. <laughs> oh, dude. I never, I've never seen this and I was looking at it and it's a, I, you know, you can go on Amazon or whatever and, buy them but i was like oh i gotta i gotta get that how much you pay for that one uh i think that was like 25 i think that ain't bad at all i thought it'd been like 50 75 yeah no so it wasn't it wasn't bad um there's a couple of them on ebay i think i've seen where he signed them so i may have to (laughs) i may have to get one of those one day yeah because you can't get a signature anymore no (laughs) so Um, that price skyrocketed yeah and i actually i have a photo in my in my uh, other room i'm kind of redoing that other room right now is i'm kind of turning that into the podcast kind of studio room right now so i'm in the middle i just got i just redid this one and i'm kind of redoing that one now so um gonna set up a small little studio just a little setup so that a little bit more put together than what i got now cool uh, um but yeah i actually have a signed like a big signed photo of him and hank william jr so i'm gonna put them up on the wall really? yeah they're in, the, they're in the same photo or they're two different no, photos? It's, it's two different photos yep okay yeah so they and they're uh they're both like certified signature stuff and it's, it's really cool so i gotta <laughs> put those on the wall and I got a big uh, Broadway. I better, I better get that too. <laughs> I'll be right back. I, sure. I got, I got a bunch of stuff. I'll, I'll show you that I got in, yeah. but this photo that I got was really cool. Um, I'll go grab that real quick. That sure is Broadway. Huh? I said that sure is Broadway. Oh yeah. Set up like Christmas. And it's uh, so that photo was taken uh, during COVID. Man, there's not one single person on the on the street. Oh, that's cool. that's awesome. Yeah, it's never like that. <laughs> no, ever. Um, 
so yeah, it was, I bought it. I bought it in Nashville actually when I was last there. Cool. Um, so just kind of going to get some stuff together in there and make a little studio, I guess, if you want to say. So outside of, um, music and playing music and stuff like that, what are kind of, what's kind of stuff that you do outside of music, like hobby wise or for fun or this or that. That's funny because my, my summer was so busy. I got to the end of it and I was talking to somebody that like, you need to take some time for yourself, which people say to me all the time. I'm like, I don't even know what I like doing anymore, you know, which is a joke, but it's uh, it can get away from you, man. Cause mm-hmm. this, what I do can consume your entire life, you know, and at times it does. I yeah. mean, you wake up, you're on your, you're on social media and then you take a break, you go to the gym and then you come back, you're answering phone calls, you're planning for the weekend, you're getting rehearsals together. I mean, it's just, dude, you can, you could fill your entire day with, with mm-hmm. uh, stuff, you know? So uh, outside of music, what do I like to do? I like to be outside, man. I like, I like warm weather. I don't necessarily love winter. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, li- I like golfing. I like going on the jet ski pontoon tubing anything water sports or active Mm -hmm. you know um i don't really do a lot of hiking around here i have a feeling if i was out west living in the mountains i would do it a lot more Mm -hmm. what else do i do i like i like just hanging out with my people you know i got my band here in green bay like hanging out with them i built a nice community of uh people that i hang out with so Mm -hmm. i'm pretty happy with just sitting around the house you know eating eating some food and watching tv just talking yeah yeah doing our thing you know mm-hmm. but yeah i like i like camping like being outside that's, yeah yeah that's my thing mm-hmm. yeah I, I enjoy outdoors and stuff like that and obviously we go out and do side by side and, and snowmobiling during the winter and um we do that stuff so this is my favorite time of year is the fall for sure though i love yeah sweatshirt and jeans is like my favorite <laughs> yeah uh, the, the outfits you can you can put on for during the fall are, are pretty uh pretty epic with the, the layers and you know yeah. that you get jackets and stuff that you can oh, yeah. on. yep <laughs> so if you if you had the chance to say new or old um who is someone that you want to like definitely um like collab with either writing um putting a song together or or both um if i could write with anybody in the world i would write with toby keith and scotty emmerich because they have put together some genius stuff Mm -hmm. um i love pretty much all of toby keith's songs i just i just think they're so dang good it's like annoying how how good ideas he has and how well they're all executed and he's a writer on a lot of his stuff yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, I need to write with whoever he's writing with. You know, that's that's what I want because yeah. I I just love Toby Keith's style. It's not even necessarily like the redneck lyrics because I'm not super redneck, right? I, I'm a country boy for sure, but I um I don't give off the super redneck vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does, so it's not necessarily the lyrics, but the, just the way that he's produced and the ideas and how well they're executed is just like mind-boggling to me. Yeah. He's like party of that generation i think because he was coming into a a scene where it was it was like should have been a cowboy for example that was 90s country 
Yeah. However, he was also coming out with like Whiskey Girl that was like rocking. So I feel like he was the hardy of that generation, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it would it would be Toby Keith hands down as far as like uh, releasing a song with somebody. Oh man, it's it's got to be like a a cool clash. Like you can't be too similar, mm-hmm. and you can't be completely different either. Like uh, I thought a really cool collab was Eric Church and Luke Combs on uh, Does to Me. Mm-hmm. It was just a very unique combination. So I I wouldn't want to say like Parker McCollum because we're we're too similar i think um and i wouldn't want to do like morgan wallen even though that would you know that would blast off my career obviously <laughs> um, yeah just because we're, we're so different he's like into the like super poppy uh stuff and uh uh-huh. and so I, I describe myself as somewhere in between eric church and john party like uh okay i'm trying to think man what I mean, Randy Hauser would be a cool one, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and our voices are plenty different enough that it would oh, it'd be yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely a good group there. Um, it would be cool to do something, obviously, with with uh, Toby Keith Hall. Like you said, I would I would agree with that statement of he was definitely like a like a Hardy of that generation. He's definitely taking different steps than everyone else and writing different things. And, you know, like you said, coming out with a little bit more rock in the songs and then, and then goes back to should have been a cowboy and um, just some other songs like that, man. It was, uh, um, <laughs> I love this bar. At, um, yeah. He's got so many, dude. I can oh. sing to for hours i mean i could say an hour a full hour of toby keith covers oh yeah that's awesome excited to uh see where your career's going um where it's gonna go um glad i was able to um get you on here for sure um would you be willing to play actually you know what before we even do that let's talk about your new song yeah absolutely before we get you playing um songs or maybe that new one or whatever you're thinking um but let's uh talk about your new one it's coming out soon obviously you said you got some cover art that you're waiting on and a little bit other things um kind of you wanted to start from the beginning kind of where the inspiration came from and uh, what's it what's it about and yeah yeah so i I was telling you about Live Oak and how it just has insane vibes, right? I was I was sitting there with uh, one of my Wisconsin buddies, Jay Game, and uh, we had went out for a couple beers, which turned into me not remembering to walk home. So <laughs> if that tells you anything, uh-huh. yeah, we're Wisconsin. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so I woke up the next morning and I got some hotel breakfast. I felt like absolute crap. I mean, I was I was in for it that yeah. day and I'm, I, I had this write scheduled with Tom Pino and John Frank and these are guys that are like professional writers like they're writing every day trying to get cuts trying to get major cuts so these are the kind of people that you don't you don't want to show up late you don't want to not show up mm-hmm. you don't really want to show up hungover either but that's what I was going to do yeah so I got the hotel breakfast before they closed thank god or I would have decomposed <laughs> I, I went, went back took a little nap till about 
I don't know, like 1030 or so. And then I had to be over there by 11. And uh, I walked in and they knew right away, man. They were like, they're like, you don't look so good. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel so good either. They're like, what do you want to write? I was like, and meanwhile, I'm just trying to not throw up on the couch. You know, I'm just like leaning over. I'm like, oh my God, scrolling through my phone. Right. I swear there's a point to this story. I'm scrolling through my phone and I come across this title that says hangover. And I'm like, we have to write this right now. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. I, I was the, one of the most hungover days of my life. I'm like, we're writing a song called hangover. That would be epic. So um, that's what we did. We got a song called hangover and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be out before the end of the year. I'm going to make sure of it. I'm getting my cover art work done right now. So as soon as I have that, I can announce it and uh, yeah, then I'll start pumping out content related to it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. My dog is barking. That's right. Ours just barking too. So, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, yeah, man. Um, that's that's a good story. Um, Nashville will definitely do that to you on, uh, on some nights. And, yeah. Um, came out of nowhere too, man. We were just like, like it was just. I'm serious when I say we were just casually drinking, like drinking beer listening to music getting some great inspiration just talking you know like like guys do when they're out mm-hmm. and uh next thing i know the bar is closing which it was closing at like midnight that night it was like it was a tuesday or something and uh and then yeah don't remember walking back to my hotel which luckily was just across the street mm-hmm. but uh i woke up the next morning and i was like how the hell did i get into my bed you know i didn't i'm lucky i didn't wake up with my boots on still <laughs> Yeah, and that's how you write another country song. Yeah. Yeah. My boots this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if if uh if you don't mind, I'll play a little bit of that song hangover. Absolutely. I'd love to hear it. First verse here. Girl, it's a dive. Been here all night. Crank them out of Miller Lights. Another 80s cover band. We ain't really feeling that. I know a spot where we can talk. Couple blocks, yeah, we can walk. It's got an all night open bar. Bartender's got a heavy pour. Got a feeling. You don't wanna see it. We can hang over at my place. Maybe throw on some doors straight. Tell me, do you want to dance, babe? Check yes or no. We can drink right out of the bottle. Cause there ain't nobody to stop us. In the morning, we'll be hurting, but it'll be worth the hangover in my place. There it is. Oh, dude, that's... I. I'm excited to hear the whole thing. Oh yeah, boy. Man, like, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit impatient as it is like just in general, you know, um, uh-huh. but I have the mastered version right on okay. my phone. It's like, it's like my entire career can start once I release this song mm-hmm. because I actually have something to give people, you know, that's, that's how you become an, an artist as you release songs. So right. it's like, 
it's just annoying because I like got I know I got gold in my pocket, you know, and we're we're just waiting for it to be released, and then my career can take off, you know. So it's uh-huh. uh, I'm getting impatient, man. I, I I know what I got, so yeah, I'm excited. Too. Awesome, uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh gonna be a great tune. Um, ready to hear the the full thing now. Are you gonna be releasing that on all platforms? Yep, anywhere you listen to music, I'll yep. I'll have a. Uh, I'll have a version on YouTube and then I'll also have a performance video that comes out on YouTube as well. Okay. My clips of that performance video will be get getting released on TikTok. I mean, you, you won't be able to miss this thing. You're going to see it everywhere. Okay, good. That's honestly, it's, that's the way to do it nowadays. Cause, um, yeah. social media is, uh, blessing and a curse, man, for sure. Well, that's, um, that's the way, man. I mean, if, yeah. if my career is going to blow up within the next, six months to a year it's going to be from a tiktok video going viral or my, or my sound getting used you know for sure a thousand times um yeah that's how it's going to happen so yeah it's in and that's honestly that's that's the way that you got to do it nowadays a lot of times you just got to use social media um as a tool and um it's a it's a great thing and sometimes you know um not a great thing but for artists and stuff like that, it, it can be a awesome, awesome thing for you. Sure. And, and um, like you said, TikTok is definitely a, um, an interesting platform um, and how things blow up and how things don't. And um, you get the right algorithm at the right day and time and you could be huge, you know, and a lot of these guys are blowing up, like say like, bailey zimmerman and um some other guys that are like that and getting big i don't know if you've ever seen like the 615 house out of nashville um i've actually i think i is it like are they like brothers um it's like it's like a like a house full of just singers and songwriters that are trying to make it and they there's like just a group of people and they just like you ever heard of like Cooper Allen? Yes. He's from there. Um okay. there's a couple other guys and girls that are just they all just like collab together or they all write together and yeah, it's just a big house down there and they just work on music. Hmm. But they're all on TikTok too, and they're they're all blowing up and definitely a good tool to have and reach reach people in a different way than you know, like those guys back in the nineties, you know. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how they did it back then, to be honest. Yeah. They're, they're, they're stapling flyers to, you know, telephone poles or something. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. I mean, back in the day, country radio was the way, you know what I mean? Like you got on radio and that's how you made it. A lot of people did depend on a, a record deal or a record label. And um, because that's that's how you got on radio and that's how you got big. Um, yeah you could you could get a record label just on talent alone back then but now you need you need the followers you need a video to blow up you know that yeah the first thing the label is going to do is how many followers you got on tiktok or, you know because that's how they make their money they got to make money i know so yeah they yeah. Need an audience yeah and that you know and that's that's kind of where the the downfall of social media because i mean you could have amazing talent and amazing people and you know, these record labels give them a shot and just because they may not have 
a couple million or, you know, even, you know, hundred thousand or whatever. And they're yeah. like, eh, we're not gonna, we're not gonna pick you up just because of, oh, you sound awesome. You sound great, but eh, you don't have the followers that we want. So yeah, it does suck. If it was up to me, man, I wouldn't do anything related to social media. I wouldn't even have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, as a, as a up and coming artist, you have to, you have to play the game. You have to, you know, and, and that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys are like, ah, I don't, I don't want to play this game, but you got to. And uh, that's how you're going to get big. So, well, thank you for that um, new song, man. And thank you for coming on here. It was a, uh, it was a great experience and I wish nothing but the the best for you, man, for sure. And um, you got a great voice, um, great attitude about, about yourself and um, about, you know, the people around you and what you can do in, in this country music world. Um be excited to see where you're at. Oh yeah, we should talk about that for a sec. For sure, for sure. Um, so Nat, it's called Nashville of the North. Um, it's a Nashville style writers round created in and for Wisconsin. Um, I just going down to Nashville, I realized that like, that, yeah, there's a lot of talent there. There's also a lot of talent here. There's a lot of people writing songs and trying to do kind of what I'm doing. And uh, there's a lot of cover bands. There's just there's just a lot of opportunity for musicians here. So I'm like, I know 30 writers, you know, 30 songwriters that I would trust to sing in front of people. So I reached out to a bunch of them. Hey, I'm putting this event together. Um, would you be interested? And I got a ton of good responses. So I'm like, all right, we're calling it Nashville of the North. And uh, it's a Nashville style writers round. And our first event is at Narrow Bridge Brew House in Green Bay on October 6th. It's a Thursday. Um, it starts at 6.30 p.m. And we're gonna have nine writers on the on the we have nine writers on the lineup. So it'll be three rounds of three different people, all original songs. You will not hear a single cover. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll each sing three or four of their own songs, depending on time and stuff. And they'll tell stories. They'll tell jokes. You know, um, yeah. it's it's gonna be a really cool event. Um, I think it. I'm already. It hasn't even happened yet, and I'm already getting offers to take the event to other venues. So it's, it's, uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like if, you know, once we start getting content and like posting it and mm-hmm. I, I, I want it to be standing room only, man. I want it to be shoulder to shoulder and there are people yeah. coming out to the original music because that helps everybody. Oh, for sure. When, when people, you know, uh, lo- local music can get a bad name just from, you know, people that let's say aren't very talented, but we have a lot of talent here. So we need to show it off and get people on board. Or like, hey, this this stuff is good. We're writing good songs in Wisconsin that we can play for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I um, it's awesome to showcase the the local talent of Wisconsin, and because I, you know, and that that's what I love is our original, like a, you know, like I talked about before, is like behind the scenes of an artist, and yeah. um, and it, it all starts with their own their own music and what they want to do with their own music and how are they going to work on producing their own music, putting together their own music and putting it out for the masses. And mm-hmm. um, what you're putting together is, is an amazing uh, opportunity for probably a lot of people in, in that lineup. Um, yeah. And uh, that's, that's really, really awesome. Um, so I will for sure try and make that 100%. Cool. 
Cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited to meet you in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but we can, uh, if you ever need any anything, uh, I can help you out with. Um, and uh, just let me know. And obviously, you can, uh, message me on whatever, and I'll uh, I can help you out with whatever you need. And if you ever need to brainstorm something or anything like that, or have a question, just ask me, man. I I can help you out. I got I got one thing for you. Yep. Right. Um, I've been compiling some quotes from people for, uh, you know, like my press release or I can put them in my press kit or I just use them for different stuff. Um, if you had to give a quote, like for a newspaper right now, what would you say about me? Like if they came up to you and they said, you know, who, who is Jordan Blanchard or like, uh, you know, what's special about him or uh, what, what's he got going on? What would you say? Jordan Blanchard has the true grind, soul, and passion that everyone should have in co- in today's country music. That's that's a good quote. That's it right there. There it is. That's yep. good. Because yep. uh, it is a grind, man. Nashville more than ever right now. There's so many ways you can get into Nashville, but just one thing that never changes is is the way you need to work for it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not doing this show, or if you're not writing this song, or if you're not meeting these people, somebody is. Yeah. Somebody yep. is. So yeah. It, it better be you or somebody else will. Right. Exactly. And um, like I said, man, like, you know, coming out your first year in 225 shows is, is crazy. You know, most, most guys are like, oh, I'll just do a couple here and there and just test it out, test the waters. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, eh, I'm not too sure, but you jump full into it and that's, that's where your grind and soul come into. And obviously you got a passion for it. You know, everything behind the scenes of country music and you're continuing to learn more about it going to Nashville every week. And, uh, you don't see that in a lot of artists, man. And, um, that's why I, you know, I think the grind and soul and passion is, is you and, um, stick with that. And I think you'll, you'll do very well in this industry. I appreciate that, man. Make sure you give me that quote. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to be using that. It's going to say Max Sheriff, uh, country on me podcast. That's going to be the, okay. The originator. All right. I'll send it to you. Um, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, man. Um, it was a, uh, great experience, like I said, and, um, Go follow Jordan on all social media, like we talked about, is Instagram. You're on Facebook, uh, TikTok, all of the above. And his new single is going to be coming out real soon. Getting some things together and make sure and go check that out. You'll see that on all of the socials when it comes out. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming on, sir. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, man. And we will uh, see you all on the next episode.